It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks fall in game one of the Western Conference Finals. How is this series going to be different than Phoenix and Utah for the Dallas Mavericks? What happened to Luka Doncic in this game? We'll tell you all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. Let's go. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day, even after a loss. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube, where the best way that you can help us grow is comment below. Comment. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let it all out. What was your biggest frustration from game one? Let us know in the comments below. And uh, joining me in the Bay. As always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the Bay Boy, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Some would say Bay Watch. Um, no, one, it's super cool that we're actually here in the Bay. Uh, you know, we posted on Twitter today um, a picture of us here in San Francisco. Uh, we know a lot of people in Slovenia and um, overseas and stuff watch our show. And uh, yeah. We we made we made the trip. We did. We, we left <laughs> Dallas uh, early. It's been a long day. We left Dallas early this morning, and uh, got here to the bay. Got some grub. Checked in a hotel. And somehow we had more energy than the Mavericks did in the fourth quarter. Somehow we did. And uh, <laughs> but no, it, man, it, it was cool to cover the Mavs on uh, on the road and just hang out pregame and talk to a lot of people, including some Mavs fans in the building. Yeah, Shout sure. out to some for MFFLs. Sure. Uh, but man, obviously it wasn't a, a result that we all wanted, but it's not the end of the world either. I'm not, I'm not walking out tonight saying this series is over. Yeah, no, there are reasons for optimism. We'll explain to you what those are, but, but first today we have to talk about how is this going to be different? How is it different? How has it been different? How is game one different than what the Phoenix Suns did or what the Utah Jazz did? And, and it kind of starts with, all right, let's go. This is a real team, right? Like, this is a real team that's not going to beat themselves in the same way that the, that the Utah Jazz did or the same way that the Phoenix Suns just collapsed. I don't see that from this Warriors team. They got three guys that have been there before, have won before. There was, you know, there we walk around the, the Chase Center and there's all this marketing and all this stuff, their whole thing. Like, Mavericks, the Mavericks thing is Dallas in, like, like all in. Like, like all, all the capitalize the A-L-L and the in, it's Dallas all in. Like, that. that's their whole thing is being all in. The Warriors' whole thing is gold-blooded. Yeah, they've got they've they've been there before. They have championships. You walk around the arena. What what, what was that phrase? Welcome to the Chase Center, home of the six-time world champion Golden State Warriors. Right? Like, I feel they, like I was in Star Trek. I know they repeated that over and over again. This team has been here before. This team knows how to play defense the way that a championship-level team needs to, and the Suns did not. The Jazz absolutely did not. This is a different level. 
Yeah, you know, we we did a quick uh, postcast after the game, you know, a good like 20 minutes. Just, just on, on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube thing. It was just live Q&A, just random thoughts right after the game. But I said this on there, you know, we were, we were walking around just seeing, you know, this new Chase Center. It's a, it's a newer arena. It's super nice. It's unbelievable. Obviously, the bay is beautiful. Um, but I walked into the gift store, and the gift shop there is crazy, you know, too. Um <laughs> But, you know, they had this little section and it was Steph, Dre and Clay, like merchandise, like like shirts and hoodies and stuff. And it was like 10 years, 10 years of Steph. And it was just like this simple reminder of like, holy crap, they've been together for 10 freaking years. No like, one's been on the Mavericks for 10 years. Yeah. And like that's <laughs> this is insane to to think about. You know, we, we obviously know it because we've all been watching the NBA and watching those teams. But it's just another reminder that this team's different than Phoenix. Like Chris Paul's you know, resume in the playoffs isn't great. Great. You know, and, and, you know, this, that young Phoenix team went to the finals, but that's basically all they have. So it's just a completely different, you know, we came out of the Phoenix series saying, Hey, we just beat the 64 win number one seed in the Western conference. We can be anybody. Which and is I, still true. Still true. I still believe it, but I think we underestimate a little bit. The, the veteran, the experience, of this Warriors team because we also saw them against Memphis and losing by 50 and they haven't looked like their full self. So it's a combination tonight of saying, Hey, the Warriors did what 10 years of Steph, Dre and clay should do (laughs) in a first game of a Western conference playoffs. But while also saying, man, the Mavericks missed a ton of shots that they have been hitting. So it's a combination of both. Well, and there, there's lots of reasons for optimism. We'll get into it a little bit, but this game coming into this, yeah, this Warriors team is going to be different. They defended differently. They showed so many different defensive looks. And honestly, yeah. like the way that I saw a lot of people, you know, a lot of smart people talking about this on, on Twitter is that just the, like, the, the crazy different amount of looks that, that they showed. That they showed, yeah. you know, they showed hedging and recovering. They showed dropping. They showed, um, like, a box and one. They showed zone at times. They just showed so many different ways that it honestly felt like they were like, okay, let's just confuse the Mavericks. Let's confuse Luka, and let's try to make sure that he can't figure us out, right? Whether we get beat on one of these coverages, we're just going to try to keep throwing a bunch of different looks so that he can't beat us by himself. Now, they still got the open threes, but Luka didn't beat the the Warriors himself. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of you guys probably too, you know, all the national podcasts um, now are about these two series. It's the only two series left. Yeah. So just listen to some, you know, national guys, which is kind of funny because it's almost like draft coverage that people swoop in parachute. Yeah. You know, they parachute in right before the draft. And then it's like, Hey, I've been, I'm an expert in the draft. And it's like, actually there's people has been covering the draft. all Stay year tuned for when we do that. in like two, hey, like a month. we will pull the, uh, the, the cord and parachute in, but <laughs> It's been that way with like the Mavs too. Of you know some national people, it's like, hey, they watched some highlight clips on YouTube of the Mavs, and now they're given the blueprint for how to stop Luca. Yeah, right. And you know, so that part's been funny, but it feels like a an overarching theme. And even like I was thinking the same thing too. Of hey, Dallas will have some struggles with Golden State, but what they won't struggle with is Luca's going to average like thirty five to forty in this series because Golden State doesn't have an answer for Luca. And tonight, you know, yes. Luca had a bad game. Yes, he he made some bad decisions on things. So a lot, you know, like some of it's on him for how this night unfolded sure. for his performance. Yep. But I thought Golden State did as like best a job you could do as far as confusing it, bringing different 
like you were saying, I mean, even with like Looney, they were changing things up. They were dropping Looney at times. They were hedging Looney at times. They were trapping with Looney at times. They were just cha- They went to boxing one at time. They had zone one time. They had a matchup zone. They had. They did so many different things defensively that it was almost like it was like a wheel at like a like a carnival that you just like, hey, let's just spin this sucker and we're running zone this time. Zone, zone, let's go. And it's like that's what it felt like. And it was a great game plan by Steve Kerr. Yeah, it, it was. And one of the things, you mentioned Kevon Looney, one of the things that changes for this Warriors team that's different from the Jazz and the Suns, the last two rounds, the Mavericks have played these big like centers that move their feet decently well, Gobert and Aiton do, but Looney's on a different level. Because Looney came in as like a small forward at, at times when he was coming up in, the, in draft circles. And so what, what the Warriors have is they don't have that big lumbering center in the middle that's, that they depend on as a rim protector. And so the Mavericks have gotten used to attacking a guy like that, you know, negating a guy like that, showing how they can beat a guy like that the last two rounds. And so they've gotten this kind of muscle memory of, all right, we're going to do this, and then they won't pass it inside because they don't trust Aiton, they don't trust Gobert to finish around the rim. The Warriors don't do stuff like that. They're not just running pick and rolls. They're not just running stuff where they're like, okay, let's see if we can get this action going with one guy or two guys at once and see if it works that way. Like, they just don't do that. They run all kinds of stuff. They run cuts from behind. Like, the Mavericks are going to have to change how, how they do their defense and or change how they how they do their offense because the, the Warriors' defense is good. We talked about when we previewed the series that this Warriors team has a really good defense, and it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a test. Draymond was doing a lot out there, and uh, he's going to continue to do a lot. So that's how... This series is different. The team's experience, and this is a point I made on the, on the postcast. I'll make it again. This Warriors team should win this series. They're favored. They have the experience. You know, they have what the three three of the four best players in the series, right? If you want, if you want to go that far. Uh, they have, and if Andrew Wiggins is going to play like that, maybe four of the best six, four of the best five. It, it feels like at times. And so this Warriors team should win this series. Now, do we believe that the Mavericks can like? Believe. Yes, sir. Like, do you believe the Mavericks can win this? Yes, but they're going to have to do it in a different way. They're, they're out-talented, right? The Warriors have way more talent. They have three Hall of Famers on their team. They have Wiggins, who's a number one pick that at times has shown to be what he did tonight. He played a great game. He, the Mavericks were like, hey, we'll let Andrew Wiggins beat us. Well, guess what? Andrew Wiggins did beat, did beat him at times. He had eight, he shot eight of 17. He had 19 points in this game. I think people will make a huge deal about his 19 points, but... It was only 19 points as well. It's not like he went off for 30, 35, or anything like that. But he, he chipped in, and they got contributions from every single player on the roster. Poole is a guy that some people say, well, who's better, Brunson or Poole? That's like a thing people will do, right? I think Mavs may think that's ridiculous. I'm not sure how ridiculous it is. Um, they have Otto Porter, who's like a number three overall pick. He, he's a talented player. Now, some of these guys haven't had the best spots and haven't had the best fits in their career on different teams, but they've come to this Warriors team and they're all using these skills and all these talents and all the, and it all comes together. And so far, you know, obviously in this game, it worked and it's gotten them to the Western conference finals and got them past the Mavs in game one. So that's context that we have to think about with this series. Collectively, the collective game of Andrew Wiggins tonight was really impressive. And sure. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that was what kind of surprised me a little bit of, you know, it, it was, yeah, he had 19 points, but he was on Luca tonight. Like, he had the Luca assignment. Yeah, and, you know, for, for him to pick up Luca the entire court most of the game and spell a lot of Luca's minutes 
and put a lot of energy into that. I just thought he defended him really well. I think we just saw a series with Mikel Bridges that Luca just, you know, ate his lunch. He figured him out, right? Like he figured out how to, how to play him. And with Andrew Wiggins, I think he will too, (laughs) right? Like Luca, we we believe in Luca that he's that smart and that he can, Mm -hmm. he'll figure it out. But coming up, let's talk about what Luca can do. How did Luca play in this game? Why was Luca limited the way that he was? Why did it seem like at the end of, of certain t- times Luca was uh, was fr- was frustrated? And where did that lead the Mavericks? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's no, a scam that's out to get you, Isaac. They're coming for you. They're coming for your money. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, need, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year. On, wow. They save they save that with Truebill. It's a concierge service that will cancel your bills for you. They'll cancel the subscriptions that make it incredibly simple for you. You just link your accounts with Truebill and they'll cancel it right there. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. It could save you thousands of dollars a year on those bills that they try to get you. Go check it out. Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. Also, want to tell you about Built Bar. Took some Built Bars Bilt with Bar. me on the trip. The brownie batter puffs are back. I ordered two boxes already. We talked to the CEO Nick the other day, and he said, "Hey, we're pushing the we're pushing the the brownie batter puffs." Not like, this Nick. We're like, hey, no, the CEO of Built Bar. He spoke to yeah. he spoke to all the locked on hosts and said, "Hey, we're pushing this brownie batter puff." And I agree with him. It's delicious. It's an incredible. That's I think it's great. I think it's better than the coconut brownie chunk. Blasphemy. That's a hot take. That's a hot take, but I'm feeling it. Go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your order of the the brownie batter puffs. It's protein bars. It tastes like candy bars. They're delicious. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. Again, promo code LOCKED15, the number 15, to get 15% off your entire order at built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, we've been talking about the Mavericks, and we've been talking about how the Suns and Jazz are different than this Warriors team. But Luca really struggled in this game. Luca did not have one of his best games. Luca did not come out like, "Hey, I'm firing on all cylinders." And there's a bunch of different reasons for that. But Luca finished in this game 20 points, 7 boards, only 4 assists. He had 7 turnovers. He only scored 2 points in the second half. Just didn't have it. What do you think was the biggest problem with Luca tonight? I well, I mean, I think a little bit a little bit of it is what we alluded to in the first segment is they just they they mucked it up. Like we we used that. And they did the same thing the Mavericks tried to do to players. Yeah, we used that same phrase, you know, in the Phoenix series, you know, stealing from Iztok's piece of that phrase. But they just, they brought so many different looks that I think that's the only, they don't have an individual defender. Like, if we just did a one-on-one out there, Andrew Wiggins versus Luka Doncic, he's going to win that thing. Maybe not 10 out of 10 times, maybe at least 9 out of 10 times. Um, Probably 10 out of 10 times. But Basketball is not (laughs) one-on-one. But it's like, they just changed up so many things that, I mean, that's the that's the route they took. And, and I thought it, like, he picked him up full court the whole time. They just made things difficult for him. And I think that's the biggest question going into game two. We know Jason Kidd's going to make adjustments. Yep. He has proven that this playoffs, that they go, they go to the drawing boards. Like, all right, game one. Game one of the first two series, Utah and Phoenix, they lost. We walked out of game two of Phoenix like, holy crap, is this series done? Like, yeah. Luka was getting embarrassed. True. It was a moment. We talked about it on the pod. A bunch of you guys hated on us because we were pretty honest about <laughs> Luka after that game two. And they went out and won the series in, in seven games. So we're not walking out of game one saying the series it's is over. over because 
let's let's give Jason Kidd and this coaching staff another chance to make adjustments. And I think that's the biggest question for them is how do you make Luca's life easier on offense? Because Golden State just they made it tough for Luca tonight. The Warriors are doing similar things that the Mavericks did against Chris Paul. They picked him up full court. They made him defend. They made Luca defend. Luca didn't play great defense. And honestly, one of the things I thought was, was the problem with Luca was the problem with the whole team, which has been a problem with this Mavericks team in the regular season. The Mavericks missed a butt ton of threes tonight. They missed 37 threes. Yeah. In this game tonight. Like lots of teams don't even take 37 threes. And if you look in just that first half, they were seven of 29, 24% from three. And they were getting good looks. The threes that they were getting were 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 open at times. They were they were good looks. And when the Mavericks miss a ton of threes like that, it feels like, okay, if only a couple of these at halftime, if only three of those had gone in, like three of the 18 they missed at, at halftime would have gone in, they would have the lead, right? <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like crazy that it, it works that way. It's just a bounce of the ball at some points. But it got in the Mavericks' head. And the Warriors were doing a great job defending. They were the Mavericks were missing their threes. And it got in their head. It got in Luca's head. He got frustrated. And then you saw in it, you saw it in his body language. You saw it in the way that he defended, the way that he gave up on a couple of plays here and there. Was it fatigue from game seven? Was it a hangover from game seven? It probably added to it as well. The Mavericks only had two days off. The Warriors had four days off. The Mavericks played a tough series where they, you know, got went to seven games. So all those things just came together. And the Warriors played an incredible game, got contributions from everybody, and the Mavericks missed a ton of threes, and it got in their head just like it did in the regular season. How many times did Jason Kidd bring that up this year? Yeah, I mean, he brought up a ton. and I mean, you talked about the missed threes in this game, and that I mean, that's really, I mean, if you want to take away, like, a big story of the game outside of, you know, obviously Luka had a, you know, he struggled in this game, only had two points in the second half, but Luka's making all these passes, and he's getting into the paint early on, and they just missed the threes. And, yeah. and it, it's those things that I would much rather say, hey, they missed the shots instead of they're not getting the shots. And they at least got the shots tonight. Like they shot 48 three-pointers. Sign me up for that. <laughs> I'll I'll play the percentages on it because Reggie Bullock, Dorian, Maxi, Maxi just shot 49% from three in a series. So it's like I'll play the percentages on it if we can get 48 threes a game, and I will bank on they're not gonna miss that many open threes again. It's just can they get that consistently with this Golden State defense? That that's the question. And what what's the adjustment from Jay, get Jason Kidd in uh, game two? The problem is they have to play the numbers game, but also still keep the same level of defense because that's what's going to take to win the series. It's going to yeah. take that same level of defense, but maybe even a step higher than what they did. And that's how the Mavericks have to win. That's how this Mavericks team that nobody expected to be here got here. They have to take it to that that next level. They have to take it to that that next step defensively. And, you know, eventually the numbers hopefully go in their direction to, to hit those threes because uh, at, and, at, at halftime, so it was only a nine-point game at halftime, right? Or it still felt, okay, the game. It was like a four- or five-point game with like four or five minutes to go in the first half. The game was still in, in tow. Like the Mavericks had gone on a little run. They had gone on like their own kind of Did run you say there. say head-to-toe? Or? <laughs> it felt like they could still get the game. At halftime, nine-point game. The Mavericks' effective field goal percentage, which takes into account twos and threes and the value of those shots. Mavericks are shooting under 40% there. Mm. That's in the third percentile, according to Cleaning the Glass. That's like the low of the low, like third percentile, like so low. The Warriors are shooting 62.8%. That's, mm. a, that's a 92nd percentile in effective field goal percentage. It was insane, the, the discrepancy between the way the two teams shot and... 
I, I think that part of the reason why it got away from the Mavericks so quick and it ended up being such a bad loss in the end was the threes were missing. They, they, it was getting in the Mavericks' head, the fatigue from Game 7, and it just snowballed from there. That's not the reason they lost, but it's the reason why it snowballed so bad and it seems like such a bad loss in this Game 1. Yeah, let, let's see how Game 2 is. Yep. I, I think that's the biggest thing of, you mentioned Boston, they came out of a Game 7, and they looked kind of flat. They were obviously missing Smart and Horford and those guys. but They looked really mm-hmm. flat. The Boston did look really flat in yeah, that Game Jason 1 Tatum against too, the Heat. They're in the second half and stuff. So let's see what that Game 2 looks like. Let's see what the shots look like in Game 2. Same building. You know, they're going to practice you know, on, on, um, on Thursday in the morning. They're going to talk about their adjustments. I'm just really curious to see what those adjustments are going to be. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, all right, coming up, let's get into some reasons for optimism. Why should we look at this game and say anything other than the Mavs suck and there's no reason why this Mavericks team should should win another game in this series? What are the reasons for optimism? We'll tell you that coming up. But before we do that, let me tell you about Sakara. It's a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Sakara sent me a bunch of meals and snacks and different things, and I ate one of their salads, and I... I'm not usually a huge salad guy. You you like salads? No. They usually leave you wanting, but this salad I thought was really good. They had incredible dressing with it. I ate it. Yeah, you know, avocado in it. It was all plant based. Had some quinoa in it, and it had this really good dressing. And I ate it. and I was like, I like that. I liked it. I felt a little. I felt full afterwards. I felt like I was. Uh, enriching my body, and that's what you do with Sakara. Now it's time to seek wellness, joy, and abundance in all areas of your life, starting with what you eat. With Sakara, you get a nutrient-dense meals, snacks, and supplements that nourish your body without ever sacrificing taste or quality. I like it. I, my wife is at home eating them right now, and she said, hey, I don't usually like salads either. She hates salads even more than me, and she really liked uh, one of the salads that she ate yesterday. True Radiant starts on your plate, made with quality organic ingredients. Sakara is plant-rich. Transformational nutrition programs are expertly designed to deliver real results. So go check out Sakara. They're offering our listeners, they're offering you guys 20% off your first order when they go to sakara.com slash locked on 20. Enter code locked on 20. That's the number 20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S A K A R A dot com slash locked on 20 to get 20% off your first order with Sakara. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Isaac Harris, we've been talking about how it's been bad, how Luka's been bad, and all that. What are the reasons for optimism? What, what, what made you look at this game and say, okay, the Mavericks still have a chance. What, what's, the, what's the thing that you look at this game and say, well, it's not all hopeless? Well, you know who's not having optimism right now, and that's our neighbors in the hotel because they're probably hating us that we're uh, <laughs> just <laughs> screaming about this Mavericks. Like, game. oh, my gosh, they're really into that basketball game. <laughs> um, well, I thought a couple of the guys played decently well. I, I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie hitting, you know, shooting 45% from the field, yep. 43% from three night. Um, you know, at one point, actually at the ending point, <laughs> he was the only player um, that shot above <clears throat> 33% from three on the team uh, with him shooting 43% tonight. But 
You know, I thought his 17 points off the bench was huge. You know, Brunson only finished with 14. I thought he got to a lot of his spots in the mid-range. Yep, he did. That was smooth. He had some, you know, moves around the basket there. I mean, I just – and they got their open looks. So that's the thing that I'm walking out of saying, hey, if we can get the open looks again, if Dinwiddie has that same confidence and we can get 17 to 20 from Spencer Dinwiddie in a game, I'll trust that Luka's going to play better. I'll trust that Brunson's going to score a little bit more or play a little bit more efficient. And so – I mean, you know, Brunson was 0-5 from three tonight, too. So it's it's those type of things. You know, Maxie got in foul trouble. That threw the rotation off a little bit in the first half. You know, Golden State was just hitting a lot of dumb, like, shots. Like, when Kevon Looney hit the, you know. The, <laughs> the elbow jumper. Everybody's talking. Mike Leslie was, we were talking to him in the hallway. And he was like, you know, when Kevon Looney hits a jumper, a 20-foot yeah. jumper in, in your face, you know it's maybe not your night. And, you know, that I think that was one of the only times that Theo Pinson just sat down. He's like, all right, <laughs> I think this is one of those nights. That and the auto, the auto porter, like, step-back jumpers, like, yeah. like mid-range shots. It's like, oh. They just hit a lot of those. I mean, they finished the night shooting 50, 56% from the field. Like They had an incredible game. It's really dang good. You know, so, so some of these things I'm not surprised about. Um, you know, they're really good at – Cutting to the basket, we talked about that the other day, that they're a really good cutting team. There's some numbers that support that, too, from Synergy. You know, even to the sense of, like, the three-point shooting for the Mavs, you know, we said this on the postcast. We said this before the series started. Golden State, 20th in the league in opponent three-point attempts per game, so they give up a ton of threes, but they're third in the league in opponent three-point percentage. So, meaning that, hey, we're going to give up a ton of threes, but we're going to defend it well. We're going to close out well. So, that's, you know, that kind of was very true tonight <laughs> you know for the Mavs they took a ton of threes they didn't shoot at a high percentage so I, some of this stuff it kind of went if you want to say according to plan or at least you like see the blueprint from well, it went according to the Warriors plan to the Warriors plan <laughs> but what did surprise me was it did feel like the just so much the change in all the different defenses and stuff it it did look like Luca was just a little pressing or a little frustrated a little bit tonight he had the scratch on the face early on the yeah. game his shoulder seemed to be bothering him at times yeah so we'll we'll see you know we'll get an update you know at, at practice tomorrow one of my reasons for optimism is i felt like the mavericks defended clay and steph well in the first half when the game was still in hand i felt like they they guarded them well and then they let they let clay get a layup they let steph get like that transition layup that he got and then that, that those layups like just seeing the ball go in Got those guys going, and then they just started hitting their shots that you expect those guys to hit. They weren't hitting those shots in the first half. And maybe that's just them being off, but I thought the Mavericks did a, a decent job defending them. And they said, hey, we're going to defend those guys well, but we're going to let Andrew Wiggins beat us, right? We're going to put Andrew Wiggins one-on-one against Luka, you know, the worst defender on, on the court for the Mavericks. We're going to put him on Davis at, at times. Like They were just like, hey, we'll, we'll let you – we'll help away from him, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll send help away from Andrew Wiggins – at times, and they're like, hey, you beat us, and Andrew Wiggins did in the first half. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, if you want to say, hey, well, Andrew Wiggins hit three threes again, will he, you know, go eight it's or seven? It's not even that many. I know, but, like, like will it's he go? It's not even that many. I think it's going to be made such a big deal, and it, it's like, okay, he had a solid game. It's not like he had a team destroying. It was, but so, like it was 19, a bunch of different other things. But it's a, it's, a, it's a good collective game from him, and I think he does deserve some credit for, like, Guarding Luke in the entire game, putting up 19 points. He did oh, better. Oh, for sure. He did better than I, I thought he would tonight. It's just, I don't know if we're going to look back on this and say, that's the Andrew Wiggins. The Andrew game. Wiggins. That game. was the Andrew Wiggins. Defined and, his career. And, you know, 
this place is special with this team, you know, with, with the fans, the atmosphere. Yeah, game one is hard there. They just have, you know, anytime you do have going, you know, full circle here back to when you have these guys that have won titles, you know, not just been here for a long time. Like, that's one thing. Be, be somewhere for a long time. Fans will, will love you. But they've been here for 10 years and they've won multiple titles that there is a man like there, you know, Draymond getting hyped with the crowd when Steph hit, you know, went on that little, little miniature run there in the third quarter. You know, that third quarter was rough for the Mavs. Brutal. But just all fell apart at once. But it's like the, the, the crowd just, they, they just ooze for those moments and they just, you can feel it's, you don't feel that a lot of like a crowd has a relationship <laughs> with a player. Yeah. And you can feel it with those three guys. Well, and just Draymond specifically, right? Like Draymond, the the crowd I felt like in the first half was not involved in the game at all. And then Draymond, there was a moment like... Well, half of them wasn't there. (laughs) That's true. It was like half empty at the start of the game. So it was a weird tip. It was like a 6 p.m. local time tip. But Draymond blocked that three. I think it was Spencer Dinwiddie's three in the corner. Dorian's. It was was Oh, Dorian's. Yeah, he blocked Dorian's three in that corner right by the Mavs bench. And then he just went off. I'm sure they showed it all over on TNT. But he went all over and was like getting the crowd hyped. And that was like the first time we really heard that crowd and then they were in it after that i will say i don't understand Dinwiddie got a tech in this game for going over to the ref and arguing and draymond looked like he was arguing a court case in in court and he just he didn't get a tech so he did not no I, I, i understand the give and take i understand the like hey he gets a flagrant sometimes and like some stuff gets held against him but i think sometimes it works in his favor too because like, hey, he's a super passionate player. We're not going to give him a tech. But I'm like, all right. If you're not going to give him a tech. I, felt, just- I don't know if this tells anything about the Mavericks, but I felt like the Warriors were complaining about calls more than the Mavericks were in, the, in this game. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, and they were winning. <laughs> was, and was- and I, I'm, I'm in the camp of, hey, passionate players don't always – like allow like for Luca. I mean, Luca could get more text than what he does. Uh, but like sure. Draymond and stuff. I just didn't like the hey, you're gonna let Draymond slide with it, but Dinwiddie, you know, says a few things and you're te- you know, teen him up. Well, I think Dinwiddie like threw his hands and like like he always does. Woo. Uh, Jordan Poole got got a tech because he was literally like he was like jumping up and down like a tantrum because a, a foul was called. That was kind of it was pretty much a foul. Uh, but the, the Dinwiddie point that you made earlier, I think, to make it again, he can get shots in this game. He yeah. can get shots in this. this. There's not a big center. That's what he struggled with. Now, when Draymond is in between him and the basket, he did he didn't he didn't attack at all. The Mavericks know better than than to do that against him. But he can get stuff like there was that play <laughs> in the third quarter where he just went at pool, and I said he's got to do that every time. Yeah. Anytime he can get matched up one on one with Poole, he can get by him. He's bigger than him. He's stronger than him, and he can just get. He and he, I think he's almost quicker than him, at least going offense to defense. And I, I think he has to attack that matchup a lot. They they have to figure out the Looney matchup. Like, I, I think Looney in in Golden State. <laughs> we're in a bad spot if we're like we got to figure out Looney. No, I, I say this in the sense of Looney played twenty eight minutes tonight. Like. If you yeah. had told me before this game that Looney's going to play 28 minutes, I would have told you, hey, Dallas is winning by 10. Like, I would have been confident. Because you thought that they would be able to take advantage of it. Exactly. They got to figure that out. They got to figure out what's the best way to take advantage of that. He, he held his ground on some switches. They brought help a lot. You know, if Luke or somebody tried to get past them, they brought, you know, Draymond showed a lot or hedged a lot and then went back to his guy, tried to stay home and stuff. So, I just they got to figure out a way to win that matchup. 
The other thing I haven't mentioned yet was that another thing that took the Mavs out was Maxi Kleba got three early fouls. Yeah, yeah. That really took that really took a, a toll because he couldn't play a lot in the first half. That means Dwight played extended minutes, and the Mavericks just you know they don't play their game. And Maxi's so up. important to this team. So you know, important. We were uh, sitting next to uh, Nate and uh, Nate Duncan and Danny Larue, <laughs> and as soon as uh, Dwight checks out of the game. And Maxi checks in like three minutes into the game or four minutes in. They're like, "Oh, now the now the game starts because because <laughs> we all know like that's that's the preferred the preferred lineup for Dallas is you know Maxi at that five spot." I also thought, I mean, Reggie missed so many open threes. If you want to just talk about yeah. one player that missed so many open threes, I don't think he misses that many more. Yeah, like the the odds will even out. I thought also I thought Dorian played besides a couple of plays here and there. I thought he played terrible, and I don't think he's going to play terrible again. Yeah, they got to get him some more threes. You know, he only attempted three threes in this game, and there are a couple, you know, a little frustration fouls and plays for and sure. Stuff. Bad, bad decision on a few shots, but he'll. Have, I, I'm, I'm confident he'll have a better game. So there you go. That's game one. There's another game. We will be back tomorrow with the adjustments the Mavericks should make in game two. We'll also be talking about practice. Practice. We're talking about practice. We'll go to Mavs practice tomorrow. Still be in the Bay. We're back for game two. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.